Our scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word, he saw two boats there on the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on his knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord. For I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. I never liked the phrase, because I said so. It just isn't the kind of phrase that you like when you're a kid, right? Because moms usually pull it out from their arsenal when you have already tried to negotiate with them to a certain degree to not do something. You know, you tried to reason with why you shouldn't do this or that. And finally, at some point in the conversation, mom simply looks at you and goes, you're going to do it because I said so. And usually it's followed because I'm your mother. And that kind of sets the tone for it, right? At that point, you're done. There's nothing else you can say because it's true. She is your mother. And my mom used to remind me, you know, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. So you will do as I say. But we've never liked that phrase, because I said so. It often signaled, though, that my mom knew something that I didn't know. That she knew that this had to get done and she didn't have the time to go into a long explanation like we try to give kids nowadays, you know. And, and, and help them understand sometimes. She didn't have time for that. She needed it done right this moment. And she said, because I said so, and then you just had to do it. And in a way, as I have grown up, like many of us, I said, I'll never tell my kids because I said so. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be better than my mom and never say that. And then I had kids. 
And the day came where I tried to explain all my logic and reasoning of why we had to do something and it didn't work. And I simply went, you will do it because I said so. And then I remembered my mom and realized that we really understand things better by and by, as the old song used to say. There are things that we don't understand at the moment that we have to do because God says so. Our scripture this morning is a familiar one to us. You've read it many times. You've heard it before. It is the calling of the first disciples to follow Jesus. And you know the story. Jesus is on the lake of Gennesaret. He's on the shore. At this point, Jesus has become famous. And if you've ever been around famous people, you know that one thing that happens with famous people is they always draw a crowd. If they're famous and they're well-known in any shape or form, and they go somewhere public, what happens? One person recognizes them. And once that one person recognizes them, the word gets out to other people that care about this person being famous. And before you know it, everybody wants to see this person that is famous. And nowadays, everybody wants to take a selfie with said person. Everybody wants to get their autograph. Everybody wants to be near them. And that's exactly what happened to Jesus on the shore of Gennesaret. People recognized him. They began to come from near and far. People knew that he was healing people. So guess what? Everybody who had a sick person in their family went and got him. Everybody that had one of those crazy uncles went and got him. Everybody who had somebody in their family that they thought needed Jesus went and got him. And they all came to Jesus. And you know, there's something about fans. They lose all sense of personal space, and they get right up in your face. And with Jesus, that's what happened. The crowd began to press in to the point that Jesus was getting crowded by the crowd. And they were all pressing on him, and he's, he's, he's right there trying to teach, trying to preach, trying to, to tell them things, trying to heal, and the crowd's just pushing on. And the next thing you know is he's got, he's got the water behind him. And the Scripture says he saw two boats there. Fishermen had just gotten out of them. They were cleaning their nets. And he commandeered Simon's boat. He just got on it. And said, push away a little bit so I can teach from your boat. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm cleaning something, I don't want anybody using it. I don't want anybody interrupting my cleaning. When I have just began to wax my car and get it all ready, and my wife goes, let's go out. I go, eh, let's take your car. I don't want to use mine. I just cleaned it. I don't want to put my kids in there. They'll bring drinks. I just cleaned it. I don't want any sticky stuff on the seats. I just cleaned it. It would have been understandable for Simon to go, uh, Jesus, you know, that's great and all, but we just started cleaning our nets. We're done for the day. We don't want to go out. But the scripture says that Simon went ahead and pushed off and said, okay, fine. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to lend you my car, I'm coming with it. And so you know that Simon pushed off the, the shore on the boat 
But he went with Jesus. He got on the boat with Jesus because he wasn't just going to leave the stranger in his boat. But you know what that made Simon? A captive audience. He is sitting in the boat as Jesus is teaching the crowd and continuing to preach. And he has nowhere else he can go because he's on the boat. And you have to know that as Simon is listening to Jesus, he is noticing that there's something different about this Jesus. There's something different from all the other teachers that he's heard before. There's something special about this man. And Jesus finished speaking. And I don't know if you've ever worked night shift, but if you work night shift at 9 o'clock in the morning, you don't want to go anywhere but bed. And Simon had been fishing all night. And I'm sure that Jesus finished speaking and he said, you know what? It's a perfect time to go home, to finish with my nets, to be, be done with. This was a nice thing. I got to help this man. Let's go home. He was getting ready to just bring the boat to shore and just call it a day. Have you ever been ready to quit before God was? You were ready. You were done. You're like, Jesus, I'm done. I did what you asked. I'm, I'm finished. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for some R&R. I've earned it. And then Jesus has this way of asking for more. And Jesus turned to Simon and said, let's take the boat and go to deep water. And let's cast those nets. Now Simon expressed his displeasure. He said, Lord, <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to do your job. Don't tell me how to do mine. I've been fishing all night. We haven't caught anything. We've been out all night. We're fishermen. This is what we do. We've been throwing those nets left and right of the boat all night long, and we have not caught anything. But, but, because you say so, because you are the one asking, because you, who I know has something different about him, because you have something special and you have said so, We'll go cast the nets. And I am sure there was some grumbling among the crew. You know, they probably weren't really happy when Simon said, you know, we're going out, guys. And they're like, we just got through cleaning half the nets. We're going back out. Jesus, Jesus said so. We're going out. And the scripture says that they went out to deeper waters and they threw out their nets. And lo and behold, they caught such a big catch of fish that they had to call for the other boat to come and help them. Their nets were breaking. The catch was so big. The boat was filling up to the point that it was going to sink. And they called for the other boat, and they filled that boat up with fish. These fishermen who had been fishing all their lives probably had never seen a catch like this. Not only that, they had been fishing all night, and they had caught nothing. 
So when this happened, they knew that this had to be a sign from God. They knew that this had to be something incredible. And at that moment, Simon became afraid. He became afraid because he began to realize that this Jesus that was on his boat, that had given him instructions of what to do, was not finished giving him instructions. You know, sometimes we get afraid when we realize God still has more for us to do because we know that it's going to be challenging and we know that it's going to take us to places we've never been before. Simon threw himself on his knees and said to Jesus, Go away from me, Lord. For I am a sinful man. When Simon looked at Jesus, he saw somebody who had incredible compassion for the people. He saw somebody who had the power of God and the favor of God. He saw somebody who could heal the sick. He saw somebody who spoke with authority. And now this man who was in his boat... Reminded him that he wasn't all those things. That he was a sinful man. And that this man was something special. Whenever we look at Jesus as our example, we come to the realization, like Simon did, that we always fall short of the stature of Jesus. I mean, I want to love like Jesus, but I don't. I want to have as much compassion as Jesus, but I don't. I want to be able to forgive like Jesus forgives, but I don't. And we often find ourselves falling short when we compare ourselves to Jesus. And a lot of times the enemy uses that to put fear in our hearts. To make us feel like we aren't worthy of the calling that Jesus has given to us. That we aren't worthy of the plans that God has laid out for us. That we don't deserve what God wants to do with us. And like Simon, we go, Lord, because of how sinful I am, just, just let me be. I'm not worthy of you being in my boat. And many of us go as far as kicking Jesus off the boat. There's so many people that Jesus calls on. And because they feel so inadequate, because they feel so sinful and so broken, they literally ask Jesus to get off the boat. And they miss the blessing of what Jesus has for them. We're told that Simon said this because he, like the rest of the crew, saw the signs of what was going on. He, like the crew, realized that this was not an ordinary event. And whenever we see God interrupt our ordinary with something extraordinary, we need to pay attention. We need to stop what we're doing and ask God, okay, what are you doing in my life? What are you trying to get me to see? What are you trying to get me to do? What are you trying to get me to realize 
And when we recognize that God is the one that's acting, and we are blown away by what he's doing, like Simon, it's very easy for us to get afraid of what comes next. Because what comes next is often unpredictable. You can't predict it. You don't know where God is going with it. Well, Jesus was definitely not done telling Simon what to do. And I want to tell you that he's not done telling you what to do. He's not done directing our lives. He's not done directing our ministries. He's not done giving fresh expressions of what we are to do. But whenever Jesus shows up in our boat, it's to give us new commands. And part of that command is to not be afraid of where he's going. Do not be afraid, he told Simon. Do not be afraid. For from now on, you will be catching people. I am giving you a promotion. You used to catch fish, and now you will catch people. I'm giving you more responsibility for the simple fact that you were obedient to my call. You went out to deep. You threw out the net. You obeyed my call. We do not need to fear when Jesus is in our boat. And when he calls us to do new things. Because Jesus always goes with us when he sends us out. But when they returned to the shore, the scripture tells us that they left everything and followed him. Now what would drive grown men to leave their family business, to leave everything they knew and that they were comfortable in, that they knew that tomorrow they would get up and get in the boat and go fish and take the fish to market and that was their life. What would lead grown men to make such a radical change? And the answer is simple. When Jesus shows up in your boat, and tells you to go, you do it because he said so. You do it out of obedience. You do it because you have seen what he can do. You do it because you have seen the power of God that is in him. You do it because you believe that he is the son of God. You do it because you know that he has better things for you than what you currently have. And when you realize that what lies ahead is better than what you currently have, that gives you courage to get out of your boat and to leave the nets behind. I was very encouraged when I heard about the youth wanting to go to the homeless under bridges. The reason is they had their own experience with Jesus on the boat. And Jesus basically invited them to have a passion and a heart for those who are homeless and hungry, those who are forgotten by society. And they decided that they would leave the comfort of being at home, maybe playing video games or 
being on their devices with their friends or going out and having a good time, to spend some time showing the love of Christ to people that really, really need it. Now, your call might not be to go to the homeless. But you should know that there is a call for you to go. To find the lost. To reach those who do not know Jesus. There's a call for you to go into uncharted waters. Pun intended. To find that big catch that God has prepared And the great news is that God goes ahead of us. Through his Holy Spirit, he prepares the hearts of those that will be saved. But it still takes us being obedient and going out and doing our part to share his love with them, to show them that God wants them and that God is calling them. So why do this again? Because he said so. And his word should be enough for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for Simon's obedience to you. Oh Lord, I'm sure there are times in his ministry where he wondered if you had made the right call in calling him. I'm sure there are times that fear assailed him and he felt inadequate in the call that he had to reach people for you. But, O Lord, through it all, you sustained them and you helped them, O Lord, to become one of your greatest disciples, one on whom you would build your church. Help us, Lord, to realize that you use imperfect people for your perfect will and that you want to use us to reach the lost. Help us to invite others, O Lord, to know you, to let you get on their boat and lead them to new places. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, if you have felt inadequate, if you have felt like you can't do what Jesus has called you to do, today I want you to hear the words, do not be afraid, do not fear, for I am with you. God is wanting to use each and every one of us to reach out to the lost. But you got to leave the nets behind because our fight is not in flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle for the souls of those who don't know Jesus. Will you join me as we go out? As we go out from this place even today, Tell somebody about Jesus. Let us worship. The altar is open.